Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I'll bring you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Reds, Bengals, Bearcats, all the above. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. We had a great weekend. We are up to 842 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you. You guys are awesome. Now, as always, this show and every show is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, let's get into this thing. Jeremy D would not be able to join me today, so I'm going to bring in a special guest. And it is Tommy. What's up, Tommy? How you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, man? How y'all going today? Good man, good. Let's let's hope that West Virginia internet uh, holds up today. <laughs> man, I hope so. It's it's not looking good so far. I hope we can get yeah, it out. Yeah, just just the inside uh, the pre-show fist fight was about two seconds. I was like, "Hey, Tommy, how you doing? Internet looks great." Then all of a sudden, Tommy's frozen and gone. Like, oh crap! So that's why the show kind of I was like a minute late starting. But hey, we're going now. So, all right, Tommy. Tomorrow is the day for NFL teams to franchise tag. They're players. Now, we got two of them that could potentially be franchise tags, Willie J3 and Lawson. Do you think the Bengals will do any of that? Um, Tomorrow, no. I don't think they will tomorrow. I think it's going to be a, like a wait-and-see process, see what the market actually is going to be, because this is going to be crazy free agent season. Yeah, yeah, you know, it already is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the, the trade and everything. Right, oh, yeah. yep. With the cap dropping, we're not really going to know who's going to um, go for what. You know, like a good example is like we're talking about Joe Thune right now. He's making what close to fifteen mil a year. We don't know right. if that's going to go up or we don't know if that's going to go down. Or and, this is uh, a really good reason to to, to sign him right here. <laughs> three only three sacks allowed in two thousand and eight pass blocking attempts. That is freaking ridiculous, man. Yeah, he's uh. He's a good uh, good guard. He'd be a good great blocker for the uh, Bengals, and especially he's that bodyguard that Burrow needs. Exactly. You have him on one side and Spain on the other side. And we're talking about the cap room that the Bengals have, which this is the newest one I just saw that we're up to number three, or excuse me, number four in the most, the team with the most room, you know, with the new salary cap with the, the floor is at 180 million. I think it was supposed to be 175, not the 180 or 180 million. So that's those are big things that the Bengals have. And that's one of the reasons I am very excited about this offseason and what they could potentially do. I know everybody says, well, Mike Brown won't spend any money, blah, 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 blah. He did last year. He did. And I just, and I just don't see him not spending the money this year, especially since you and me talked. You know, it might be a blessing in disguise that I don't want Joe Burrow hurt. I but Maybe it's a good thing that he got hurt that opened their eyes like, oh, crap, our offense line really does suck, and we'll spend some money on it. Well, I look at that a little bit different than what a lot of people look at it is, uh, you know, they're like, well, Mike Brown's nothing. He's just business. He's a businessman. Right. Well, right. what what do business people do? They protect their investment. Joe yes. Burrow's his investment. He just seen yep. right now his investment. Uh-oh. And I think his internet went away. That figures right in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, 
Come on back down and we get a chance. But uh, yeah, we're going to go with Gamer here. Let's see here. Yeah, you got a great point. And this is what I'm excited about. $45 million, not even with uh, cuts yet. Exactly. That's what I like. And the cuts are probably going to be. You back, Tommy? Am I? Hey, Tommy. Hey, yeah, you're back. <laughs> well, I guess it's What's just up? going to cut in or out. I was messing with my phone because I got my wife's phone. Hopefully her uh, LTE was a little bit better. I was just going to try to get on with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw you down the corner, started moving around again. I, I said, I think he's back. So, so go ahead. But your, your point was Mike Brown's a businessman, and he wants to protect his investment, which is Joe Burrow. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that's where uh, where I'm hoping that ah, crap. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Try your phone, Tommy. See if that works. Uh. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's get into the chat. Uh, da, da. Jeremy D can't be on the show, but he is commenting. Bill from within. We're about tied up with the Patriots. Yeah. With money uh, cap wise. Yeah, exactly. You said cap wise. Exactly. And resign Spain for sure. And I think that's a definite thing. We should definitely resign. I'd love to have Spain and Thuny right next to each other guards. You know, well, except for Price or Hopkins will be in the, uh, at the center position. What's up, Jen? Instead of showing me the money, show me the players. <laughs> exactly. I want to see the players. And I, like I said, I think we're going to get them. I, I really do. Because we got so much money as of right now under that, that cap. And like I said, I think, we'll put it this way. Gino, they're most likely going to release. Uh, um, Finney, which isn't a ton of money, but still it's something. The two that I'm not sure if they will, but it would be it would help and kind of hurt at the same time. One, Bobby Hart, either cut his ass or restructure his contract. One of the two. He is making way too much money. He is not a starting right tackle. I would like to keep him for a backup, though, but I don't want to pay him what he's getting paid now. The other one, who I love, but it's so much money that would give us more money to get off as a lineman, a pass rusher, is Geo. Giovanni Bernard has been a great Bengal. I love Giovanni Bernard. He does whatever the Bengals ask him. He They have never used him right, which has really just irked me. But I do think that with the emergence of Piron, and I always forget the other guy, McHenry. I think his name, Jeremy always reminds me of his name, but I, I forgot it. Um, I just think that would be so much more money. And you know, Mike Brown... He'll spend the money. I don't think he wants to spend. He's not going to spend above the cap. And I don't know if he's going to get that close. We never have. But if you give him more money to spend on more players, it could be good. What's up, Keith? What's going on? Uh, oh, you want the live stream? Right, hang, on. hang on a second. I will put that on here. One second. And put that there. Put that there. Paste. And bam. There you go. There's a live stream. You guys want to join. All right. You guys are blowing the chat up. It's, uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Let's go with Josh. I'll get Jens. Uh, love Gio, but time to part ways. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I mean, I love Gio. I love Gio Vlade Bernard. I, it's just we got other guys that can do. And, and, and honestly, I think he's our best. Honestly, here's our best pass blocker. He's the smallest guy, but he's great at, at, at almost a pass blitz pickup. He's awesome at that. 
So it's, you know, it'll be sad to see him go. Keithy, what's up? Let's try you. See if you can stay on the show for a little while. Well, man. <laughs> what's going on, brother? What's up? Uh, the guy you're trying to think of is Travion Williams. Yes, thank you. I always forget his freaking name for some reason. I don't know why. But, I mean, with Piron and Williams and Mixon, because, like I said, Mixon got hurt last year, but if it was, if this team was in a playoff push, he would have played. I, I guarantee you, he would not miss the whole the rest of the season. He would have played. So, if you if you get rid of Geo's money and it's that much more you can add to you know the salary cap, you know the or the money we spend on the salary cap, we we can fix the line. We can get a pa- pass rusher. I mean, we that you you fix the line both sides. We go from you know. A four and twelve team, or whatever our record was, to you know a, a twelve and four team. I think even I mean even with our schedule, our schedule is going to be tough though. That that is one thing that does kind of concern me. Well, uh, I I disagree with you on on uh, one thing. Bobby What's Hart's that? got to go. Period. Yeah, he, uh, he, to me, he's not even a quality backup. You don't you don't keep that even as a backup. I, he's not even a quality backup. Um, I, yeah, I if cannot believe you're saying draft, that about Bobby Hart. Get, if you're smart in the draft, you can get a guy that can replace him, right. I, I think. Um, but the other thing, I, I'm 100% with you on Geo. That they've always had this knock. Most of the NFL has. Always too small to be in every every down back. Nah, he can't. Well, he, he can why? Be. Right. He was never down back in college. The guys in college aren't that much smaller than the guys in the pros nowadays. Right. They're just they're college well, the pros the thing with the, the difference between college and pros, everybody in the pros is fast. But still, I, I still think Geo could be at every down back. And but the thing is I never wanted them to use him as every down back. I wanted him to be, you know, the James well, James Brooks, the the guy and the guy out of the backfield to to take the bubble screens, get him out in open space and make him miss and they could have tried him. I, I never understood this one. They never tried him at kick return or punt return or any of that stuff. Well, I mean, Brooks, but Brooks wasn't every down back. Right. But once to the Super Bowl, he wasn't. It was him and Nicky. But that's kind of where I, where I was going with it. Right, but, but he was he played every down. It was just a two-back set. Right. Yes. I uh, Yep. You are correct. And uh, Josh says, I really want to see Mixon put together a 16-game season behind a healthy O-line. And that's saying we've never seen Mixon with a even just capable offensive line. The whole time he's been here, it's he's been on a patchwork offensive line. So I, I think that's the other thing. If you get that offensive line, Mixon is going to have his best year yet, I think. Well, let's be honest. The last back we've seen with a good offensive line was Sed Benson. Right. Or, or well, actually Hill. No. Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just saying that. Too. Yeah, Cedric Benson, Benson Waga. Yeah, Hill, Hill had a good line. We're in 20, 2015. So, all right. Bita wants us to talk baseball, which is fine with me. I'll talk baseball if you guys want to. And I clicked on the wrong one. We can talk about uh, Joey Votto, how he uh, has come out today and said he uh, he changed his swing. Did you did you hear that that interview with him? I haven't I haven't heard that. Um, I. Um... I hope he is. I, 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 He's got to do something I, last year. I honestly work. think, and you can call me crazy, I honestly think that he has a vision problem or something like that 
that he's not addressed because if you look at him, his reflexes, you know, he's still getting around on fastball. He just don't right. have the same pop. No, he doesn't and, have the same pop at all. And, you know, he still walks. So I, I think there's something there other than just age, and it might be something in a swing, but, you know, uh, he's not worth what we're panning. Well, that would, I mean, if anybody thought at th this time in his career, uh, as far as when the contract started to now thought he'd be worth the money, you're fooling yourselves. He, the part when he was worth the money is when we were terrible. <laughs> That's what I never understood why we, we signed him, which I was happy about, but then we let everybody else go. So I'm like, why did we just let Votto go? Could we rebuild his bet? I mean, his 2017 year could have been a, an MVP type year. If they were into the playoffs or a playoff hunt, it would have been. Uh, an MVP, uh, at least in the hunt for it. That's probably his last good year he's had. Uh, one of the best seasons I've ever seen a guy have. But since then, it's been nothing but downhill. Um, and what's the, the, the thing that's so frustrating with Joey is he'll have these flashes where for a couple weeks you're like, oh, he's back. Right. He's back to his old self. And then he goes back to not very good. Right, exactly. Yeah, he uh well last year he he got he got better after David Bell benching, which I, I, I bang on David Bell all the time, but that was one of the best moves that I think David Bell did last year where he benched him because he wasn't doing anything. They had to do something because the team wasn't going anywhere and Vada wasn't hitting and he I, I like like Josh says, he got he said I put him down hitting seventh, which I would too. In this batting order, he, he hasn't proven that he can He's not a third place hitter anymore, and I don't think he's a second place hitter. I mean, you got I, I at least start him off lower in the lineup at the beginning of the year to to see where he's at. You know. Well, the worst thing is he's perfect as a leadoff guy if he had speed. Right, right. Because he gets on, he gets on base. You can't argue with his on base percentage, even when he's not hitting for a high average. But he can't run. Right. Yeah, he's he's definitely not a speedster at all. Beto says, uh, you'll likely see Strange Goodwin at shortstop. You were talking about that when you were on the show a couple weeks ago. And with Farmer mixed in as well, I'm still holding out hope that they'll make a trade at some point during the season. I, I don't know if they're going to make a trade or not. But that, yeah, honestly, th those two guys I think is going to be a mixture of our shortstop because Garcia last year wasn't wasn't ready. I think he's our, our future shortstop. But, man, he basically went from single A all the way up to the majors. You know, he did. He he barely even played. Maybe he played a little bit in double A, but not much. So that was a, a awful big ask to ask Garcia to be our everyday shortstop. Well, yeah. I mean, you could tell he was overmatched uh, against major league pitchers. But I think one day he's going to be a stud. As far as if it were me, and we've talked about this before, I would... I would play Gordon at short. The other thing right. I would do, why won't you give Senzel a shot at short? He was an infielder. He was an yeah, infielder. You keep saying that. They're, they're not They're not moving Senzel. Senzel is playing center field. They're, he gets injured enough playing center field. How much, I think he's going to get injured playing shortstop. Well, I think not, he'd be less likely him. to get hurt at shortstop. Plus, that's a he's, a he's a natural infielder. I never like to move to center field to begin with. Well, that was, that was out of necessity. <laughs> they didn't have anybody else to do it. But uh, I I think 
I think the I think Gordon could handle shortstop. He was a what? second baseman. Yeah. I think I think it might surprise some folks how well he could play short. Question well, is, we're about can to he find get out a base? We're about to find out. Just to, if uh, Tommy's out there listening, you whatever device you were on last time, Tommy, it was working. And I brought you up. So, um, but yeah, I don't know if you're if you're a UC fan at all. You you into college basketball at all, Keith? Uh, UK mostly. Okay. Well, uh, Beetle and, and and a couple of the other guys will, will love you on here because you're a UK fan. But I'm a big UC fan, and these Bearcat fans are coming out saying fire Brandon, which I think is ridiculous after the <laughs> the year we're going through. He had they got they got boat raced in against Houston, which Houston's the number six team in the country. It was at Houston. I think they had like four guys on the bench. I mean, they keep having guys opt out and opt out. And like this season's just a wash for the Bearcats, man. It's they're they're not going anywhere. If it happens again next year, we have a, like a regular year, you know, then we'll see. But the, the thing that does kind of scare me is I don't know about it, who what recruits Brandon has coming in next year, but I think Bearcats well, fans need to calm down. Hey, let me tell you, they do need to calm down. I've been a lifelong UK fan. Uh, I'm sure you probably have heard of, if you don't remember, Joe B. Hall. Oh, yeah. And I lived in Lexington when Joe B. was coached down there. This man averaged 26 wins a year for 10 years. And every year, they were calling for his head. Wasn't, wasn't he the coach then when the Bearcats did the stall ball in 84? Um. Yeah, yeah. That him and Yates. Yeah, yeah. That that's what brought about the time, the shot clock in college. Yeah, that's, that's the reason UK won't play us <laughs> because because we did that. Like, dude, like I tell Kentucky fans all the time, like that's the only shot the Bearcats had of winning of being in that game. <laughs> that's oh, the I reason we did brilliant. that. It was yeah. brilliant strategically, but right. You know, uh, as a fan, it was like watching a soccer game. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, Keith, I'm gonna let you go. I, I got a couple other people want to jump on here, but you, you can jump on right, if you want to. Appreciate bye. you. TC, what's up, brother? What's up, man? What are we talking about? We're gonna talk about uh Bengals, Bearcats. I um my mom, I love all teams. Well, you should have been listening to the show if you're gonna come okay, on. We can talk about Bearcats. Diesel. Tommy, can you hear me? Well, I was listening to it, it was all over. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. I guess Tommy can't hear. I don't know. Let's see here. I got another one. Mike, Mike Brown. See who, who this is. Mike Brown, can you hear me? You the owner? <laughs> Hello, Mike Brown. All right. Bye, Mike Brown. <laughs> don't know what that was, but okay. Okay. Can I say something about Thuny? I think that's his name, Thuny. Yeah, thirty. You brought up his stats. That's incredible, man. We re and we really need someone like that on the line. Really. Oh, his stats are ridiculous. It, like I said, if you get if they can get him to me, that that's that's a key position. That, that, to me, that's the number one free agent the Bengals need to sign. You need to sign Thuny. You bring him in, and then you got Spain on the other side, and then you either sign another left tackle or you draft Sewell, Sewell or Slater. And I think we're good. Yeah, um, um, let me say something about Bobby Hart too. I, I don't even think, to me, this is my opinion. I don't even think he's a good backup for real. I just, I don't like Bobby Hart at all. To be honest, uh, I'm not a Bobby Hart. I'm not a Bobby Hart fan. I just like to get rid of his money. I think he'd be all right as a backup, but 
We'll see. Yeah. All right. Crip says, hey, Iceman, don't be mad at me, but Brand's got to go. Bring back Nick Van Exel. Go Bearcats. Well, I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think Brand's staying. But we'll see. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for playoffs. I don't know who that is. I'm banning that person. There. I, I don't know. Somebody wanted to come on call and they called themselves Jeremy Dean Sucks. I'm like, and I might have been the guy who's trying to be Mike Brown. So I just, yeah, I don't need all that. No, nah, I just kicked him out, whoever that was. So sorry. Besides, Jeremy Live Dean's show the best guy I know. Huh? Besides, Jeremy Dean's the best guy I know. What? What? What about me? You're on my show. The hell? Okay, okay. Don't kick me off. You're the best guy. But if Jeremy has to gotta tell him the best. Duh. All right. Beetle says, John Brandon will be a solid coach for UC. All the college basketball is strong. Exactly. The top 13 winningest teams in college basketball are currently unracked. Yeah, exactly. That's, I I agree, agree with you there, Beetle. I'm not, that's where everybody just needs to calm down. Like I said, the Bearcats only, I'm like, I'm not kidding. They had like four or five guys on the bench. That's it. And we put, went to Houston at Houston and they're number six team in the country. We got boat raced. And it, it's it's just you guys have just got to give them a break. I mean, I just I just that's where I'm at. You just got to give them a break. I know everybody wants to go back to the Huggins years really quickly, but the thing is, why people always got to remember is you guys remember the end of the Huggins years? We weren't the juggernaut we were in the '90s. I mean, we were still good, but even Hugs wasn't getting the recruits he was getting, you know, before. I mean, Jason Maxiel. Uh, we got we got him, and he was great. Don't get me wrong; he was a first round pick, but we weren't getting the recruits. And he, and Crip says it doesn't do defense. That's not Bearcat basketball. I agree. I don't. The defense part is killing me. Um, but I look at the four; they just won four games in a row. That's sure I'm like, their defense looked better against the four games. Now, now. When I, like I said, when I set up a show Friday, I'm like, I wasn't very enthusiastic that they were going to even compete with Houston, you know, because I mean, Houston, like I said, they're number six team in a team, team in the country. What's up, Chris? They got seniors. I mean, they've got fifth year seniors on their team. We've got two seniors. That's it. So teams with fifth year seniors, fifth year seniors, they have multiple ones. It's not like they have one or two. They have like three or four fifth-year seniors. When you have that on your college basketball team, one, it's very rare. Two, you're going to be a pretty darn good team. And that Houston's good. I mean, I, I can't stand Houston, but they're good. What's up, Chris? Watch out for that black cat behind you. Oh, see a black cat. That black cat. That's midnight. What? Uh, well, I want to make a couple of complaints because um, – um, since you talk about college basketball, it's a decline chain that with this COVID 19 going on, we couldn't have NCWA, you know, tournament fan fest down here in Georgia, but they're going to have it in Indiana and they're going to let fans in. And then, my kid at Jayhawks, you know, was rank one and now they ain't ranking at 25. It's COVID 19 sucks, yeah, it does. But the good thing is, the uh, Reds, or not the Reds, but uh, Governor DeWine has come out and said he's uh, probably going to let about 30% capacity into Great American Ballpark 
this year. So that just came out today. Well, the, well he That's needs good. to get he well he needs to get off this butt too and and um, put it back down here in Georgia because I think we should have it. Well, I don't. Yeah, that's that's already been set, so that's not changing. They're going to keep keep everything in Indiana. Um, the bet, honestly, Chris, when I I think my opinion is by June, July, things will be, I think, pretty pretty close back to normal because the NFL is planning on having full capacity, I mean, full capacity for the Hall well, of Fame so. game. Because my boss no. day plans coming to Cincinnati has been like push-offs, and there. I was I was looking at um I was looking at uh, when um uh, my I call him my brother from another motto um he was talking about you know why did you just come to Chicago this year when the Bengals play us so um that's been my plans um come to Chicago watch the Bengals you know play Chicago so that'd be my thing, and then also you was talking about. Um, let's see, we were you was talking about. Oh yeah, um, any franchise tags. Be honest with you, I don't think they should tag anybody right now. They just see how the draft's going to go with everybody, with the whole um, the whole limits, how much they can spend and everything. I just think that all the owners are going to probably just wait until see what you know what's going to happen in the draft, and then going to. Probably filling in a spot on the free agent. That's what yeah, I just we'll, think. Yeah, that's, that's we got to figure out what, what they're going to do. Uh, I don't think they're going to tag anybody yet. What's up, Keith? You're back. Hey, man. I I was actually trying to type to you, but my stream yard went off. Um, I was just going to say, you know what Huggins' biggest problem was, if you think What's about that? it, when he was here? What's that? He never had, with the exception of Van Exel and one other guy whose name escapes me, he never had a point guard that could shoot free throws. I couldn't tell you the number of games I watched UC play. They had the game in hand. They started fouling guys, and they missed their free throws, and they'd end up losing by a point or two. Yeah, we we the Bearcats have never been able to, <laughs> to shoot free throws. That, honestly, that's actually one thing about Brandon's team, they actually can shoot free throws, but our defense is terrible. And the, the, the thing is, we got, we just got so many young guys. We, we got a team full of uh, freshmen and sophomores, and it, it's just it, – it was going to be a rough year to begin with with just the young guys we have. And with as many guys they've had opt out and opt back in. I mean, like I said, it's not just the Bearcats. I mean, your Kentucky Wildcats, they're, they're – I know they won, like, what, three in a row here, but they they haven't been very good. Duke hasn't been very good. Dude, North Carolina hasn't been very good. Yeah, so I mean, that's where I'm like, all oh, these Bearcat fans just just need to calm down. <laughs> like this, this has been one of the weirdest basketball se- college basketball seasons ever. I mean, they couldn't. I don't even know how often they could practice in the summertime, you know, to to get together because because of COVID and, and issues and all that stuff. So when you have a young team like that, the only way to get better is to practice, you know, and, and learn your roles and learn your spots and. And they got too many guys like like DeJulius. He had a really good game against uh, Central Florida, I think it was. And then Saturday, he was just – he wasn't there. I mean, it was, and they couldn't do anything, man. They couldn't shoot. They were fouling like crazy. It was – whatever Houston did worked. Whatever they wanted to do worked, you know. They were just more talented, older players. And they – you say it's better coaching, but those guys have been in the system – like I said, they got five, they got fifth year seniors. 
You've been, you got four or five guys that are fifth year seniors that been in the system for four or five years. Jalen Sampson doesn't have to coach them up that much. It, it makes coach a, everybody else. It makes a huge difference, and that's the thing with UK. Uh, you know, you can't tell UK fans this, but if you think about it, we go through the same thing every year. It's just been longer this year. When you get to one and dones, and yeah. I hate to sound like an old man, but you got to remember these kids are coming from high school. They were the man. Mm-hmm. They played on teams where they didn't play have to play a full game. Right. And they could go in and turn it on and turn it off. And it takes them a while to mm-hmm. understand. I can't do that up here. Up here, right. I got to play hard all the time. I got to play team ball. And it takes them a while. Usually, I mean, it, it's like clockwork almost. They'll struggle a little bit. They'll still win, but they won't win big. They'll beat the teams they should beat. They'll lose a couple games they shouldn't lose. And they'll struggle along through the first couple months of the season. By January, late January, February, they're a machine. Oh, yeah. I make fun of my my Kentucky fans all the time down here because they're, you know, in in November and stuff, like, oh, we're terrible. Oh, we're this. Oh, we're that. Cal Perry's the worst coach ever. I'm like, do you realize Kyle Perry has to take exactly what you said? He's got to take the guy who was the star on his team probably his entire life, and he's got four or five of them all coming to this team, and they all got to learn how to actually play together instead of being able to do whatever the hell they wanted to do for the last for their entire life. And he's only got a couple months to get them to do that before you get to the tournament to win the thing. I'm like, it ain't easy what he's what he does, and I I think he doesn't get the credit for being the type of coach that he. It is to be able to bring that together almost every year. Well, you hit the nail on the head. The thing about it is, to me, it's a lot tougher on these coaches who have nothing but blue chippers. Right. And you have to convince them, hey, you got to rebound, you got to play defense, you got to do this, you got to do that, than it is to have, you know, one or two studs and a bunch of average players and turn them into a team. Right. I, I, I did the thumb, thumbs down to Josh. He said, go Xavier. <laughs> so I, I, had, I had to go thumbs down on that there, Josh. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. There's a couple good uh, things in the chat here. Let's see here. Uh, Matt. All right. If we end up sparing money after fixing the O-line, would you want to sign Gall- Galladay or Will Fuller or Hilton at wide receiver and trade back in the draft to address the defense? What do you think? Well, to me, did you did you get the link I sent you yesterday? Uh, where'd you send it to me at? On the channel or on the? No, I sent it on from from the chat the other day. There's a kid uh, out of North, there's a kid out of North Texas State, and I can't think of his last name. His first name is Jaylon. Okay, he runs a four three. And he reminds me of Tyreek Hill. This kid has some of the nastiest moves I've ever seen in my life. And he's probably, because of his size, he's like, he, he, he's about the same size as Tyreek Hill. Okay. He's, he's probably going to drop the second or third round. To me, I think, here again, if you can't get Swell, I, first of all, I trade down. I don't think Swell is going to be there at five. 
you can trade down with Denver. You can trade down with Carolina. Get extra picks. You're still, if he's going to be there, he's probably going to still be there at seven or nine. But if not, you can still come away with Pitts or Chase. Mm-hmm. But let's just say hypothetically that you get Pitts at the seven. You could still pick up this kid in a later round. And now you've got, I'm not saying he can, he's going to be this, but this is who he reminds me of. You got a Tyreek Hill type of guy. Right. You got your Travis Kelsey type of guy with Pitts. Yeah. Right. Along with Boyd, Higgins, and um, Mixon. Right. So you're saying do that. Uh, if they sign a free agent left tackle, say they sign Sewell or, or um, not Sewell, um, Tooney or um, Morton or somebody like that, right? I, I'm with you and Jeremy. I think we're all in agreement on this. Go out, sign you a quality free agent yeah. guard like Tooney. Go out mm-hmm. and sign you a quality tackle like either of the Williamses. Right. And then well, another one. Did you see the, the tackle from the, the uh, Packers? Green Bay? Yeah, yeah, he he just got released, and he he wouldn't be bad to pick up. He wouldn't. He would he would come cheaper than either of the Williamses, but he's got he's had some knee problems. That's the only right. thing with him. Right. But I I don't think, and we talked about this before. I I personally don't like going out and signing a free agent wide receiver because there's always those diamonds in the rough. This is a receiver heavy draft. Somebody's gonna fall to you. Oh yeah, uh, that yeah. I'm uh, people ask on here a ton of times. What are we gonna do about AJ Green? I'm like, I'm not. I'm not worried about the receiver position. Josh, I mean, even, agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. If we if we if we um if we let AJ go, which I'm I'm, I'm I'll be shocked if they sign him. I mean, if we don't do anything, you still got Tate. You still got Thompson, who I thought had a hell of a year. Both those guys when Burrow was in there. And you can find somebody, I think, in the fourth or fifth round that could be a quality. You're not looking for a number one wide receiver. We already got one. His name's Tyler Boyd. We got number two in Higgins. We got the one and two set, you know. We need a, 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 a speedster, you know. And you can find those guys, I think, in the fourth or fifth round, especially in this draft. Or, or lower. And here's the other thing. I think Auden Tate is one of the most underrated guys. i tell you who he reminds me of. Um, God, I can re- never remember the, the guy's name. Uh, played for Detroit, played for um, the Cardinals, was rookie of the year with the Cardinals. Um, I always forget his name. What, what, what position are you talking about? It was wide out, but he was the knock on him was he was like 6'4, probably yeah. 225, 230. Oh, it's um. He was a wide receiver when they went to, to the Super Bowl. Um, um I think he? he was. I'm not sure. Bo- Bo- Bowden. Bo- Bowden. Bo- is that how you say his name? It, it it's not Bolden. Anquan yeah. Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's who I was. That's who but I was he, he caught everything. He caught yeah. everything. And I think if you give give Tate touch more touches. Yeah. Yeah, Tate has done nothing but prove he des- deserves more of an opportunity, I think. 
So like I said, I am not worried at all about that. The wide receiver position to me is far down on the list as, as the things, things that need to be fixed. Uh, we're, we're, I always like said, if they do nothing, which I don't, I, they're going to do something, but they do nothing. I'm okay with the guys they have, you know, but I, they're going to, they're going to do something. I, I'm not saying they won't, but to me, it's, I'm just saying it's not that big of a, a emphasis for me to, to worry about what we're going to do to replace AJ green, who really hasn't been here in the last three years. Hasn't done anything. Right. Exactly. And I think we're probably all in agreement on this. Your priorities are you got to protect Burrow. Mm-hmm. Spend the money in free agency, get your offensive right. line addressed, then jump over it with the extra money, jump on the defense, yeah. then in the draft, address whatever's left, whether that be defense, offense, wide receiver, whatever. But yeah. the other thing, something Josh said there, he, he said he didn't believe in spending a lot of money on linebacker. I mean, I think if you can get him, I don't know if I take him in the first round because he's supposed to slip uh, to late in the first round. Mm-hmm. But the Cormoa kid out of Notre Dame, he's a freak. You could move him all over. Um, he would be worth a draft pick. But I'm with I'm with Josh on that. I I don't think we should go out and spend a boatload on linebackers when we no. just drafted two last year. We draft, just drafted two last year, and we signed Josh Bond. And I really do think Logan Wilson is actually going to be a stud. I, and Davis Gaither, I think, is going to be good too. I, I, I was very happy with with both our. I mean, our entire draft last year, I think uh, Duke Tobin hit on it, which was great because he hasn't done that in a while. <laughs> I was very, very happy with that. And like I said, our linebackers—that was what we did, they wanted to do last year, and that's why I am sold that they are going to fix the offensive line this year. They wanted to fix. The linebackers last year, and the and the defense, and the secondary, and they went out and got guys that could that could do it. Now, it didn't look all that good because I think Armadillo is a terrible defensive coordinator. Um, I'm hoping he proves me wrong this year, but that, that's one of the reasons I think the defense looked like it did. Because if you're dropping, sorry, if you're, you're dropping Carl Lawson back in coverage, that's just that's just silly. That's not what he does, and that's just dumb. Now, I mean, he's come out, and I don't know if this is true or not, but he. I don't know if Lawson said it or or who said it, but it was a story out that Lawson was uh, told not to use all his pass rushing techniques, all his moves and everything, which if that's true, that's even more dumb. <laughs> I hope it's what not about, What about hey, our fishing? I got to go, guys. I got to go, Jeff. Yeah. You got to go work out again? You got it. <laughs> See you, brother. Okay, what about I'm looking at the uh, free agent um um, for our fishing line, and I agree. I hope they get him. But um, what about Trent Williams? He's a free agent this year. Yeah, that's the one I've been talking about getting. He's probably been the most expensive one to get. Oh, I didn't hear that because I've been having an internet connection trying to get well, on. I've been talking about on multiple shows about that. I like to get him. All right, Ryan says, guys, we need a DB. Okay, David. Uh, okay, not we can, as give me- our number one thing that we need. No, <laughs> we okay. Let we, me- we have we need an offensive line, and we need yep. pass rushers. If you get pass rushers, that makes the DVs better. And so, I, if if we sign Willie J three back, and we have uh, Trayvon uh, or uh, Trayvon Williams back, we're going to be fine at DB. I think. Go ahead, Chris. Well. It, it you know 
I was listening to ninety two point nine the game this year. I mean this morning, and they may uh they may a value point that Mike Brown's probably looking at it. Why he never listened to fans? Um, they go well if these owners quit listening to the fans, then then you know the, you know the owners won't. How can I say this? I'm trying to say this in a nice way, but. The owners don't listen to the fans. They're going to get what they want to. And I think they, they should listen to fans because. Nope. Chris. Hello. Man, we have any problems today, man. Tommy, are you there? I'm here. Can you All right. Me? Tommy's there. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm back. Let's hope this works good. I don't know. It was, uh, man, my internet's just been crazy and I got my upload speed up. So hopefully it'll stay up. There so. you go. So, all right. Well, you've been jumping in and out. Chris Bengal's been jumping in and out. So, <laughs> the only one that's been able to stay on for a while is Keith. So, and he had to go work out. So, all right. Yeah. The whole show revolves around you now, Tommy. Go for it. I'm gonna leave. All right, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. I gotta be like Garth off Wings World. Be like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, they don't do that you scared me i thought i thought you're freezing again <laughs> like, oh man oh well, one thing i do want to i'll let you talk about i do want to get something out. i keep forgetting to say this uh james rapine is a writer for sports illustrated and he posts a lot of stuff on who day nation he's going to join me uh on the show tomorrow so that'd be kind of cool to get get him and his uh thoughts and insight on what the bengals may do always like James Rapine. I love listening to it, or I love reading his articles, and I've actually listened to the podcast, especially when I was driving out for my job when I had a, uh, when I was out and about for about three hours, perfect time yeah. to listen to the podcast. There That's you go. Very yeah, he, he, know, he knows his stuff. He definitely knows his stuff. So, all right, I, this is something I, I want to bring up, and I'll try to bring it up since you're here. What do you think about the Bengals schedule next year um i mean it's gonna be pretty tough it is tough it is tough um a couple of games that i really like on there you know of course i like the jets at the end of the year because i really think that they can be uh in the playoff hunt if all goes well and that's a perfect game you know at the end of the year like the lines you know the smaller teams but right you know, the lesser teams uh, I like the uh, I like them at towards the end of the year because I think that could be a strong push because I think they're going to be in contention. As for the harder teams, because you know they got some tough ones on there. Right. My favorite athletes of all time, Rick Flair, to be the man. Man. Diamonds forever, baby. Just like Rick Flair in a full horseman. Woo! Love and me some Rick Flair. <laughs> That is true. This is going to be the true test for the Bengals this year. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, this is where we're going to see what they got. You know, I, a couple of us, you know, just you're like me. We think that they're close to, you know, being able to contend. This is going to be that true test. If they can hang with these we got guys. Right. We got that, yeah, that's where that's what a lot of people are like, oh, we're going to stick next year. We got a, we got a, a tough schedule. I'm like, so what? I mean, I, honestly, I'd rather have a tough schedule and, and win. Because to me, that gets you ready for the playoffs. And uh, Matt here's apparently is the fifth hardest uh, based off of last year's team performance. Yeah. So it ain't going to be – and that, that's what kind of – me and Jeremy have talked 
about this past year's our 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 schedule was pretty pretty freaking easy. If you can see what the Squealers did, they were eleven and zero, and then they then they everybody figured them out. The Bengals could have fixed the offensive line and kept Joe Burrow healthy. It could have been a little different. With that AFC North playing the uh, NFC East last year, that really watered down the schedule for really everybody in the AFC North because that NFC East was awful. Oh yeah, I always call them the NFC least. They, they were they were terrible. They were, they were god awful. I mean, I mean the Eagles. Now they they traded uh, Carson Wentz what on Thursday, and the funny thing is they traded him on Thursday, and I don't even know if they're even sold on Jalen Hurts being the quarterback, which is kind of funny because they're only I think three years away from uh, winning a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and I know Carson Wentz didn't play in the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, but he he was having an MVP year that year. Doug Pearson was considered the next football genius, and now both of them are gone. Oh, absolutely, and that's a, it does make it crazy. But, you know, in the draft, of course, Burrow was guy, number one. Uh, oh, yeah. Him at number one. But when I heard that, J, you know, Jalen Hurts taking him, what, third round with the Eagles? I think it was it, second. But anyway. Yeah. But I was like, this could be the steal of the draft. The Bengals got – or the Eagles got something here. You know, but right. Well, as if they're going, if they're going to use him, I mean, because uh, yeah. there's so they're, they, this is such this draft right now is so quarterback laden. Because and the thing is, if teams want quarterbacks, they need to try to get them this year. Because next year there's not as many coming out that are good. I mean, there's five guys that some people are saying can be top quality NFL quarterbacks in this draft. So that's a lot. That's where I'm at. And that's the thing. I think Keith was you're well, you're off in off on the internet but Keith uh, brought up that uh, the Bengals could trade back <clears throat> one thing I, I thought of is a trade partner possibly would be the New England Patriots because they need a quarterback and they haven't done anything yet so maybe they might want to trade up to get one of these guys and I don't want to you know I don't want to drop the thing is though I don't want to drop that far <laughs> as far well actually I don't know how far they are they didn't make the playoffs I forget that I'd have to look see how far New England is. I'm not really sure because I really only want to drop. If we're drafted fifth, I only want to drop to like seventh, eighth. That's about it because I, I want to get, I want to get one of these guys: Sewell, Slater, Pitts, or or Chase. I want to get one of those guys. Oh, absolutely. I would if I was going to trade down. I wouldn't want to go about the mid teens. Mid teens. Anything lower than the mid teens, I wouldn't really be. I don't, I don't even know if I don't even know if I want to go that low, but but we'll see. Uh, Jennifer says, "Fix the line, keep Joe, or for Joe, keep the injury bug away this season. We would definitely be in contenders in my eyes." Yeah, and that that's another thing. She, Jen brings up a, a good point. We can't get injured like as much as we did last year. That's gotta. They and that's one of the reasons people are like, "Oh, you, I don't want to keep Bobby Hart as a backup." I'm like. We gotta, you gotta have somebody as a backup. I mean, they can't draft, you know, five new offensive linemen, you know. So we have him on our team already. I, I would rather keep him because I, I, unless, unless you can find a better backup, you know, I don't want paying the money that we're paying Bobby Hart. I want to cut him or restructure his contract. But you know, to me, he's worth keeping as a backup because of the injuries that we had this past year. He is a good backup. I mean, you know, do we want him to start? I don't think no. any two-day nation wants him to no. start. I didn't want him to start last year. <laughs> no. And uh, that was something that um, 
I thought of, I was like, the one person that turned me off on Bobby Hart was James Rapine. And that was like right before the season. And that was during his uh, podcast. I'd listened to his podcast and it was uh, really good. And he was talking about Michael Jordan and uh, Bobby Hart being. Uh, I, I honestly thought Jordan was going to be better. I, I, I missed it on him. Bobby Hart, I, I wasn't sold on. I thought Jordan was going to be better, to be honest. I did too. And the one that a lot of they had high hopes for was uh, Johnson and he. It wouldn't hurt my feelings. Well, he's funny. He's better at tackle than his guard. He's terrible at guard. They should never, ever, ever, ever put him at guard again. Put him at tackle. You know. But the thing is, if you're a backup, you got to be able to play multiple positions. If you can only play a tackle, you're not a very good backup. And right. I always like playing this video, but we got to. That's why you can he cannot be our starting tackle. He can't. He's like a I will man. play that all summer. What? He's like a doorman in a building. Right? Yeah. This hey, how are you? Here, here's the quarterback. <laughs> Have fun. Go tackle him. Like, no, you're not supposed to do that, Bobby. You're supposed to block him. Jeez. <laughs> like, I, I, I found that on the internet. I'm like, that was the Miami game. That was also the game where they got in the fight. And on the whole, all the Bengals team jumped out on it. I got a picture of that too, except for the rigged offensive line. Let me find out where, where is that one at? Which I could, I was just like, What are you guys? Oh, like, we're tired, we're a bunch of fat guys. Right here, <laughs> that was hilarious. They're, they're, yeah, look, they're sitting on the background. We're tired, I ain't getting up. Screw that. Where's the I mean, beer? When I seen that clip. I laughed at that picture just like you, and I still laugh at it. And I'm sitting there like, oh, hell, they ain't protected the quarterback any time in the season when I start now. Right, exactly. Exactly. They're sitting there, hey, did you guys order a pizza? Where's the pizza guy at? <laughs> they weren't paying attention at all. Oh, my goodness. That that Miami game was just freaking – that was weird. Uh, that, that was the game where Boyd got kicked out, which I still still don't understand why he got kicked. I don't understand why either one of the guys got kicked out. The guy from Miami or Boyd. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. It was a it was a weak ejection. You know, they oh, tried to terrible. say it was it was weak. Well, the, the whole thing was well, I mean Boyd even got the an extra penalty. Boyd didn't even do anything. Boyd was defending himself. He had two guys swinging at him, and Boyd's the one that got, you know, the unsportsmanlike or whatever. I was just like that that, that never I was I was living watching that game. I just, I'm like, dude, I don't know what Russia doing. Josh says, unless we literally sign a big money right tackle, keep him this year. I think his contract, or I think this is his contract year. Oh, did they sign him for? I don't remember when they signed. Was it last year? Or the year before that, they signed Bobby Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking. Was it a three? I thought it was a three-year deal. I think his contract is up after this coming. Season. I think I think Josh, I think Josh is right. Yeah, I think it was a three-year deal. But I'm just I don't know, dude. I'm like because Mike Brown will spend money, which I, I'm I'm convinced he's going to spend money this year. I get it last year. I just don't know if he'll spend how close to the cap he'll get. You know what I'm saying? Because he's never been like even when we were good, we were still under the cap. So. Oh, absolutely. 
You know, I think that they look, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is there's actually a minimum spending limit too. And a lot of times they have, through the years, they have juggled that minimum spending, you know. Um, right. it's a, I believe it's a four-year average. And uh, it's like a four-year average. But I think they're finally getting it. And one thing that we keep forgetting about is Mike Brown's not 100% in charge anymore. Yeah, he right, is team. the owner. But, but you know, he's, they developed that committee with Tom, Katie, mm-hmm. and I believe the Tobins mm-hmm. are on there as well. I didn't know. I didn't know so, Tobin's on there too. I, I knew Katie and, and and her husband and them were on there. Well, I did read where they were actually on the committee where they have where they put their insight, and but I think it is uh, Tom and Katie that make a lot of the signing decisions now. Now, now Brown still is on the committee. You know, he still chairs the committee, but he's kind right. of you know what is eighty five years old. He's kind of yeah pushed that, yeah he's not young. Yeah, yeah he's. He's kind of uh, slowly handing over the keys. Right, which is good for us. <laughs> uh, Matt says, are you worried that the Bengals might rush Burrow back before he's fully ready? No, I'm not. Because, And the reason I, I say I'm not, I'm not at all. Because, and I think I'm 100% confident that Joe Burrow will be back game one. I don't think he's going to play in the preseason games or anything. I don't think they'll take a chance. But I think he will play game one. And the biggest reason is because the Bengals have already went through this. It was Carson Palmer. Car- Carson Palmer had almost almost exact same type of knee injury, and his got ripped in the playoffs in January. And he came back week one to play, and he didn't miss a beat. Now, where I get in arguments with Bengal fans, and they're like, "Oh, he was never the same after he he hurt his knee." Like, no, 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 no. It was when he hurt his shoulder in Cleveland, and he didn't get it, get surgery on it. He just rehabbed it, and that was the year that Fitz Magic came in, and he started balling out. That's when. Carson came back and couldn't throw the ball as accurate as he used to be. I think he, he never recovered from that shoulder injury. But getting back to my point, um, yeah, that's why I'm not. I don't think they're gonna rush him back because it's it was before Thanksgiving he got hurt and medical, you know, technology now is is even better. Was you know Carson got hurt 15 years ago and he was back game one, so I don't see why Burrow won't be. Oh, absolutely. And you know, once Burrow went down, we all became doctors. You know, it's yes. the internet. We all became doctors. And, uh, we were like, well, he's not going to be able to perform, you know, the way he did. Well, not really, because uh, when Palmer came back from that ACL injury, he actually performed really well. And he mm-hmm. even said that he didn't, his ACL, he said his leg didn't even feel right until about week nine of the season. Right. So, you know, you know, so I, I think – the timeline, the Bengals are going to be cautious with Joe, but I think Joe's going to, he's going to set his own timeline. If he's ready to roll, then I think he's going to be ready to roll. Well, yeah, there, there, there's a, uh, I read somewhere today, I can't remember where I read it or, or heard it, that uh, Burrow has been out throwing throwing the ball around with his teammates already. So those are good signs. I mean, he's I got pictures of him working out and doing different stuff. I mean, he's, he's already walked, basically his knee – I won't say, I don't know how to say it. It's not, it's, I guess it's structurally sound. He just got to build it up. It ain't, you know, he's not limping. He's not wearing knee brace. He's not doing, he just got to build the muscles up around it and get it so it can, you know, you or me do it. We don't have to build it. We're not going to play football. <laughs> you know, he's got to build up to go play football. So it's a little different, but, and he's also what, 24. I'm, I'm almost 46. So, I mean, I, I hurt my knee like that. I, I might be in a wheelchair. 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I didn't know a whole lot about ACL injuries. And I learned, I picked up a little bit with Palmer. And then I picked up a little bit more with Burrow. And I just started reading. And I read about Palmer's injury. And what was interesting about Palmer's injury was they actually released where he got that ACL from. Yeah. It was like a 43-year-old swimmer. And mm-hmm. she was a runner, a swimmer. And, you know, I guarantee that's something that they did with Burrow, too, is they don't just find one of these things on the shelf and just pop it in. You know, <laughs> they, they do some research on it, too. So he's going to have a pretty good uh, – he's going to have a strong ACL in him this time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about it at all. I mean, I'm just – maybe I'm overconfident, but I just – I don't think it's going to be a problem. And I – and I – I, like I said, I really do think they're going to fix this offense line, and we're going to see something next year. I, I really, and that's why people, I, I'll, I'll post stuff on my Strawberry Ice page about JJ Watt or or uh, or or, or um, I'll choose uh, Vaughn. Not I don't say Vaughn, but who's the guy from uh, Denver? Uh, they got released. Um, Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller, yeah. But one of those guys coming to the Bengals are like, why would they want to come here? I'm like, I'm telling you, we're going to be good next year. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to be good. So, and, and I, the players believe it too, because they're tweeting out JJ Watt trying to get him to come here. So it ain't just me. And if the players have bought in and believe it. That's even bigger than us fans believing it at all. If the players don't believe it, then it's not even worth it. Oh, absolutely. And that's the biggest thing. Like with, uh, you know, players look at things one way, fans look at it another. A lot of fans are looking at me like, what, we did four wins? We're not good. Nobody's going to want to come here. Where players are going to look and they're going to see things a little bit different. And they're like, well, look how this team did once Burrow went down. And, you know, things played better. Or, you know, I'm sorry, the team played better, you know, towards the end of the season, not because of Burrow's injury. They just played better because they just started gelling. Right. And if they get the right tail in, these guys are going to see it, and they're like, "Well, you know what? If you're going to sign this guy, I want to come there." Right, exactly. It's a snowball thing. It's just kind of like, and I'm not comparing Joe Burrow to, to Tom Brady at all. But once you get like Tom Brady went to Tampa, now it's Tom Brady, so it's a, it's kind of a reach. But everybody wanted to go there. Well, if you start getting guys here, and they see that they're going to fix the offensive line, they see what they got, and they already know how good Joe Burrow is. And the thing is, Joe. Is good now. He's gonna be good for a while. So people and players can see it. I can go there and maybe not win one ring, but we could win multiple rings if they do it right. Which I, I believe that they could. Now I believe that with Carson Palmer too, but that never <laughs> that never happened. So we'll we'll have to well you know we'll have to see it go. I'll, let's work on getting one ring right now before we start moving on to the multiple ones. But it's just it's a snowball effect, like you said. Once once guys get here, then they'll start talking to other guys and other guys, and you know, so on and so on. People want to play for Joe Burrow. You know, we've seen that last year. A lot of rookies can't win over their team as quickly as he did. When he went out there and practiced during the workouts and all that, he won his team over. They wanted to play for him. Yeah, that, well, that's to play with. Him. Yeah, and that, that's that's why he got to be a captain. He's a rookie, and he was game one. He was one of the captains. That says a lot right there about how the teammates. And that's not a coach's thing. That's the players voting that in. So that, that says a lot about what they feel about him. And if you ever hear anybody talk about him from, from Jesse Bates to, to Mike Daniels to you know, whoever you've heard on different radio stations or, or, or national shows talk about Joe Burrow, 
they all love him, and they all think he's he's a veteran in a rookie 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 year. Yeah, they, he they like he wasn't he wasn't a rookie. He was a veteran when he got here. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's how it was. Even when he would talk after losses, he always put the blame on him. You know, we right. all know the blame was, but he did that. That was a veteran move right there. Uh, exactly. We were some people were talking, and I think there was a discussion about Watson over Burrow, and would Deshaun Watson take the blame the way Joe Burrow did last year? I don't, I don't know. That's yeah. That's so. Well, the thing is, Deshaun Watson. Well, what? How did he? How did he react after they uh, lost to Kansas City in the playoffs? Not this year, but 2019, because they, they were in in the lead, and Kansas City came back and beat them. Yeah, I don't really recall. You know how he acted after that. I don't really know what he said, but. I don't know. I just see it. I think Joe Burrow is just a different breed. Yeah, uh, somebody brought back where. Go ahead, Tommy. Oh, I was just saying. Um, I don't. He's got the attitude that I don't think a lot of rookie quarterbacks are going to have this year, or even um, younger quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, he just has that where you know I'm the leader out there on the offense. If we fail, it's on me. Right. And. And good, bad, or indifference—that's the truth. I mean, they, they quarterbacks get way too much glory, and they get way too much blame. It's just—it's it. That's the way that position goes, all the time. So, all right, man. It's a little after six thirty. I think I'm going to roll on out of here. But I appreciate you jumping on the show with me tomorrow and uh, check out tomorrow because I think James Rapine is going to join the show. He said he would, so uh, that'll be a fun time. Hey, I love. Hopefully my internet, man. My internet, man, it sucks. <laughs> hey, at least you made it this, la- this last little part. We're good. You, you made it this part. We're good. <laughs> yep. Well, All right, Tommy. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you having me. No problem, All brother. Right, you have a good one. Take it easy, dude. All righty. So that brings me to the Facebook groups that I, well, I used to say I help run. I don't help run any of them except for mine. Um, but the who did the, the, the who did the groups that helped me or let me live stream on the page, and I greatly appreciate both of them. One is Who Day Nation. That's where Tommy is from. He's one of the admins. It's a it's a great Bengals group. They let me live stream on there every day, even sometimes when I'm not talking Bengals, which is cool. Uh, they and then the the Ohio State Bucknuts. I hope I'm on there because um, I couldn't share it. And as you guys know, Jeremy D's in Facebook jail, so. So he can't share anything right now. So hopefully I'm on the Ohio State Bucknuts. Uh, but the other groups that are mine um, are Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, and then the Ice Bar. The Ice Bar is just a group page or show page for me and Jeremy. And, and viewers post lots of different silly memes and silly stuff like that. We just have fun in there. It's a virtual bar. And then I invite you guys to follow me on all my other social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we do some silly TikToks. Uh, give me a five-star review. I'll be putting it on the podcast later on tonight. So if you missed the show, you can always watch it on YouTube, or you can listen to it. Like Tommy said, if you drive around uh, in a truck for a couple hours tomorrow, or drive around, listen to me on the podcast. Pot it up. I'm on Bean Pod, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast, I am there. 
YouTubers, like I said, we were up to 842. That is awesome. That was a huge jump. I appreciate that. Trying to get to 1,000 as fast as we can. We're getting there. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody about sports with strawberry ice. And other than that, as Jeremy D would say, remember, one thing and one thing only. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? Go Bengals. Go Buckeyes. Go Reds. Tell you. Bengals got a shot at the playoffs next year. As long as they do this free agency thing, right? We're going to shock the world. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!